<laughs> How's it going, everyone? Welcome, as always, to the Downtime Gaming Podcast, your number one podcast destination every other week without fail <clears throat> for the news, <laughs> reviews, and more within the world of the board games, the video games, the miniatures games, and anything else fun you can do in your hard-earned downtime. In this week's show, we've got so much news from Adepticon, from the world of Warhammer, some Microsoft, some gaming, some loads of other bits, and some announcements. Uh, but let's get started, shall we? As always, I'm your host, welcome you to the show. Hello! My name is Sam. Across the airwaves, as always, we have Chris. How's it going, man? You accidentally muted yourself, so that's perfect. I'm going to throw you to our guest instead. <laughs> We've also joined... Oh, he's actually gone! Um, uh, regular on the show, star of the Game of the Year board game edition, is uh, Zach. How's it going, man? Very good, thank you, Sam. Very good. I think Chris heard one thing about 40k and was like, oh, I'm out of this on this. <laughs> He's like, he, he added miniature gaming into the intro and he literally just dropped. Like, he did try and reply to my uh, prompt and I think he was eating something. Uh, and now he's just gone. So the street he is completely off. Hangouts have got the best of him. He's like, no, screw it. I can't be on. I'm out. He did. That's right. We can fill with that. He's really, he's really hungover anyway, so it's uh, <laughs> remove the low energy element from the podcast. Yeah. It's like good timing. You've got something to talk about outside of Chris, and Chris can't really talk much. <laughs> yeah. Too nice that he's dropped away. But yeah, how's it going? How have you been? Going yeah, not too bad, you know. Doing, chipping along, doing the same old. Nothing terribly massive. Nothing major. Living with Puppy, basically. He's yes. slowly becoming he? less of a dick. Uh, less of a puppy, more of a dog. They're still a bit of a dick. When do puppies <laughs> become dogs? Is there a cutoff, or is it just when you think they've... Uh, uh, they rem- still class as adolescent until two. Two but in he is two human years. Two human years. He is now officially a teenager, which is, well, obviously, as you'll probably know from teenagers, he becomes extra dickish at times. And at yeah, other times... I've got, just, I've got that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, <laughs> you got a few just, years away. <laughs> that's going to arrive at some point in the future, but... No, I've got a little while to wait yet. So is that like, so it's like puppy till one, adolescent till two, and then dog from three onwards, from two onwards, roughly. Uh, I think it's about six months where they start being classed as adolescent because they uh, start maturing and humping things. Oh, yeah, I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You didn't need to say the last bit, but we got there. (laughs) It's when the humping starts. It's it's when you know when anything is grown of age. It's when the humping begins. I once came up with this amazing idea that is now, looking back on it, is a very, like, 90s, early 2000s idea that's actually probably really, like, I'd get shut down immediately by authorities. That it would... People like kittens, right? (laughs) People like puppies. But they don't... People aren't as affectionate towards cats and dogs because they're already big. So what about a program? <laughs> you do this program where people get a kitten from you and then once they're done with a the kitten, they give it back and then you give them a new kitten and then they can just always have kittens because kittens are cute. And then what do you I, do I, with I, the grown kittens? <laughs> I haven't figured that bit out yet. I haven't figured out the logistics of the problem and what you then do with the cats. Uh, they become like rescues or something. I don't know. You put them in hamster wheels and use them to power your house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really depressing stat. Apparently uh, the six to two year, six month to two year, part of the puppy is one of the most dangerous parts of their life because so many people get sick of their bullshit and give them up and then they can't be found a new home so exactly so for those awful awful people giving them a, a way where they know like oh, okay here's a puppy you can have it for six months and then you give the puppy back like at least i will you know responsibly harvest that puppy for energy when it becomes a dog. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> it's going to make great compost. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. There, there will be a plan. But I think it's better than them, you know, just like leaving it in a, a forest somewhere or whatever, you know, these assholes do. Yeah. It is at the same time a good idea and Peter would be all over probably me. Gonna probably going to end up terrible. with you being Crazy Catman. Who's just got yeah. Una- unable to back. give up these cats. I have 40 cats <laughs> and 400 dogs that have been given back to me. You just keep breeding them for more kittens. So he's just like giving out the kittens, but he still just, you can't get rid of the cats. It, see, it's a self-sustaining model. They'll make more animals, which I can then loan out. And then maybe you need to turn them into an army of cats. Yes, a cat army in the age of Sigma. But anyways, how's it going, guys? Hello, <laughs> Hello <laughs> there. Pain in the to edit all of that out. <laughs> God damn it. Such a chopping that around. Good. Yes, we caught up with each other. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. What did mm. I stack do over the weekend? Yes, I, I, got, I got confused about what day I've, it was. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell, Sam. It's like <laughs> weird coming home on a Saturday and I'm laying in bed. I'm like, 11 o'clock on a Sunday, dude. I, I hate to tell you this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew it was Sunday because I, I just set my alarm for the morning. I don't know what on earth I was thinking of. But um, yeah, how was it? That's pretty damn good, man. It's pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, didn't do the skydive. That got cancelled because of weather. Uh, oh, right, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, because yeah. it was so windy. Mm. Yep. So that got cancelled. Uh, so we, but I'll be honest, we found this thing. It's called an immersive game box. And it's like VR, but not 100% VR. So you've got like the stupid right. hat on with the motion controls built into it. And it was all squid game themed. So you had to do the six squid game games mm. using your body as a controller with a touch screen in front of you. It was pretty damn good, mate. And yeah, pretty good damn fun. fun. So you were all playing for squid games with it or is it one of you with squid games no so they, they kind of twisted some of it up so they're like red light green light it's just one person at a time get to the screen without dying obviously yeah and then it's like oh two of you go at a time or three of you go at a time to try and mix it up marbles is basically just like pool you know you play pool on a pc and it's like press the button yeah, pull back, <laughs> and, back, go, yeah. and see the angles like that sort of shit yeah and then a bit of zombie airsoft mate where we're being chased by zombies in a small enclosed space with our airsoft shotguns, rifles, and whatnot. Nice. That was pretty damn damn cool, man. It was pretty damn cool. There was a fucking Titan boss that had a chainsaw, but you couldn't kill him. So you'd be running around all these corridors. The only light you've got is a torch, carrying your weapon, and you just all of a sudden you just hear this, and it's like (laughs) sheer panic in everyone's face as I'm running away from some dude with a chainsaw. You all hung over while doing this. It sounds like an absolutely really on edge experience. Whichever part of the <laughs> yeah. spectrum we're on, you know. Combination of both. It's like you're on edge and then yeah. this guy's chasing you with a chainsaw in the dark. The uh, the Saturday activity is just a mix of I'm somewhere. I'm I'm somewhere between drunk, tipsy, hungover, mi- yeah. mixed up all together. It was after and we got chased. crushed on Friday, but we'd had good lunch as well. And I went to the arcade bar. I didn't mm. send you the photo, Sam, Zach, because you probably weren't interested. But there was a video game arcade bar in the middle of Manchester. Yeah, nice. And I, I definitely proceeded to play an hour and a half of House of Dead 3 with one of the other guys and <laughs> it from start to finish in one sitting. I'll nice. let you know I've been to an arcade bar myself. So screw you, Chris. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It was next to the board game shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was fucking good, man. It was good. I'm just uh, a bit tired. A bit faded. <laughs> tired and jaded perfect material to be uh, recording a podcast hence roping in extra help <laughs> mm-hmm. 
No, actually, it just happened. There was a lot going on in the world of uh, Warhammer and board games this week. Not I know. board games at all. I keep saying that to try and like soften the blow for you, Chris, but it's literally a Warhammer. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even talk about Aircon on here yet. Like, we completely missed talking about that. We missed going oh, yeah. to Board Game Expo. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Me and Zach can a legacy game as well. Yeah, fuck me, mate. Yeah, board games, there's loads going on. Just. Do you want to do. Uh, how was Aircon? Oh. I mean, Aircon was pretty damn cool, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was really good. It's like, yeah, there was, yeah, there was so many tables. It was absurd how many tables they have there. But it's like, means the old thing at UKG walking around random rooms trying to find a board game table. I didn't have that problem. It's like, oh, there's one over there. We'll go sit there. So it was, uh, they say it's for the play, more of a game playing con, and it definitely mm-hmm. was. Oh, 100%. So, 100%. Yeah. So way, way more like just open tables laid out for actual gaming as opposed yeah, to. Yeah. It's about, I think they had four times. So that one hall was the stalls, and then four halls were open t- tables. So it was about, oh, yeah. It was nearly show. all tables, dude. Yeah. But that made it so much nicer, because we got to meet the guy who did Vengeance Roll and Fight. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. it the same guy who did the demo? I thought he was the guy who uh, made it last time, but I guess not. And oh, yeah, UKG. I can't yeah. remember, actually. Yeah. So I think, I think we did. we met him at UKG. Unless oh, right. that was, unless that was, and somebody else who was just demoing it, but he seemed like he made the game. I don't know. He's, he's pretty know. sound, except for the fact we just had the most tepid experience with his game whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so, asked for our opinion when it was just like, mm, you don't want to ask us right now. That was a oh uh, really. That was yeah, when you like, you like walk, you back away slowly, like oh yeah, see, it's good. You're, oh, don't yeah. don't put my name down just here. No, 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 it's this fine. It's, it's got loads of potential. We just didn't yeah, really yeah. get to experience it. Yeah. <laughs> did some really interesting things for a roll and write, but you know, <laughs> the fact that we didn't yeah. particularly enjoy them things is beside the point. You did some interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> well done for trying. <laughs> you tried something new. That's what counts. Oh, no, yeah, I always say. We, I think yeah, we had like. Trying to, we assumed it was going to be, oh, it's this nice little roll and write. You're like, we'll do this at half 10 or whatever it was. And even it was like, no, no, it definitely was not a half 10. And, <laughs> well, a roll and write. It was like, no, this is this is more of a game game. So we definitely played it at the wrong time as well. Yeah. I think it's one to try again. a game with roll and that write can have, and not that a can have, and yeah, yeah. That can have yeah. such an impact on the demo yeah. as well, like when you do it and, and how you're feeling at the time. Yeah. Um, it was, which, we yeah, expected it to be a, a roll and write, and it was like, but as I say, he did some interesting things. It wasn't what you expect from a yeah. roll and write. It was um, a board game with a rolling mechanism as opposed yeah. to a roll and write. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd hundred percent play it again, just not then in that specific yeah. moment. In that specific moment I couldn't think of anything worse to keep playing. Yeah. No. <laughs> we were like, we've done run round. All right, let's go. All right, the call did close in about twenty minutes. So I was like, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go what to... time did the what time did it close? Oh so on Friday it closed at eleven. Um <sighs> But then on Saturday, it stays open at one. That's still early. I guess that's fine. But when we used to be up until like four or whatever. Yeah, but normally what happens is we go to Not anymore, actually. Not anymore. And it basically shuts down like one and we're still drinking. And it just happens we're allowed to keep drinking. That's basically it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah because it's the hotel. They can't, bar, they can't kick you out because <laughs> you could just say, oh, no, I'm staying here. Yeah. Bring me a beer. I'm going to play games. And oh, even, like, even last year. <laughs> yeah. Even last year when I was like, I'm, I'm done. We were like one of only three groups left in that massive hallway. It wasn't like <laughs> it was early. Like we were still one of the last people there. And one yeah. of those groups is a shut sit down guys and some of their mates. Yeah, exactly. Still sitting and, at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that was only about 
two ish, something like that. It was, and that was like, you Sound guys were like, like, oh, Sam was packing it in early. Because <laughs> 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 it was 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Nice. Like, it was oh. 10 past 10. God's sake, Sam. <laughs> no, it's impossible to get a seat in that hall at 10 past 10. 10 past oh, yeah. 2. More the, the amount of games we've got to try, though, we've got to try loads of 23 releases like and upcoming games as well. So it's actually really yeah. good for that. There's a lot yeah. of games like that Tribes of the Wind we played, the Walk the Smash, Stomp the Plank. You know, loads of things that just aren't out yet. We've got to try. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it was one of the things like, we decided we're going to go and find people to teach us games. And it was surprisingly easy to just go find, because again, you're normally at UKGE. It's like you, you, on a Saturday, you're not finding a demo table. No. Um, Batting but, people away with a stick yeah. to try and get somewhere to play. Then. Right. This was a lot busier than we had expected based on the Friday, because the Friday was really quiet, but the Saturday was a lot busier. But still, we didn't have any real problems going to play some games. And yeah, we've met some fun characters, played some. Oh, good God. Games. The guy at Hatchet Games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was a, he was a character. Oh, really? I can't uh, remember his name yeah. right now, but he's dressed in a silver <sighs> no. jacket with a chef's hat on. And he is absolutely <laughs> yep. mental. Like all the positive stereotypes of French, he was just one of those and delightfully mental. And like that, he, yep. he walked over, he's like, oh, do you want to play a game? We've got some new ones. He's like, what do you normally play? We're like, light midweight games. He's like, oh yeah, I've got a game for you. Sits us down. And actually brought over the kids game about basically trying not to get matching sets and not walking the plank. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. That yeah. You said. And then after that, he then brought over a mid to heavyweight Euro that isn't out yet called Tribes of the Wind, which is really fucking good. Oh, really? <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. 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 Real Avatar theme. But yeah. Yeah, it was cool, man. It's cool. Uh, we'll probably do it again next year. Yeah, kind of like. Sorry, I just looked up Tribes of the Wind. It was Definitely a lot better than we Avatar. thought it was going to be, considering that when it started, it's like, here's your multiple mechanics that do multiple different things. Yeah. Like for Euro, there's a lot of interaction. Yes, like because you're always you're, your actions are dependent on what other people got in their hands. So it's you are constantly having to sort of look at what everyone else is doing and what they've got, which was, was quite fun and sort of an interesting twist on it. So it's definitely one sort of. I don't know if I want to own this, but I definitely want to play this. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. The art is very um, Norsica as well, Norsica Valley of the Wind, which the, the name and also the art is a. Uh, very much in that style. Which is a good movie. Watch it felt movie. very much like Avatar, Last Airbender, when you're playing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a combination of the two, it seems. Yeah. Tribes like, plus Nausicaa. Apocalypse has happened, but the world's doing better. Let's start a new little, you know, a little villages and towns because society collapsed. That sort of theme. Yeah, okay, that's definitely, that's just the plot to Nausicaa as well. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Cool. Yeah. But Dwarf Romantic was definitely my game of the weekend. Yeah, the board 100%. game of the video game. It's a pretty damn good board game of the video game, which is a pretty damn good video game. Yeah. Like, it's, the the way it's hidden the achievements and stuff like that into it, which I've played it a bit more since we've played it, Zach. So I've actually unlocked a, a couple of different boxes now and seen some more of what it offers. And it is nice. pretty satisfying for a co-op, six-player tile-laying game. <laughs> <laughs> With no way of losing, it's kind of nice for that. There's no way to lose. It's just beat your high score. Mm. Yeah, try and get your achievements. Yeah, it was similar to the the game, I guess. It's not really a. I mean, you lose at some point, but it's not like oh, you lose. It's no, you it's got more like it ends at some point, but you don't lose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good though, dude. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So far, uh-huh. it's landed with me, Zach and Tim. It landed with me, Emma, and the family. 
me and Emma have looked at playing a couple of times ourselves. Just obviously the move doesn't happen. Yeah. You've got yeah. more free time now. <laughs> yeah. Time yes. to let, let me just get the boxes from your house for all the things I've packed. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, it was cool. If you can cool. make it next year, amazing. We'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. If March, if. potentially, potentially. I think Finn was, yeah, just a, a one and a bit when I went to UKG. A new yeah, one will just be under one. One. Uh, no, it's not about, in June, about right? Eleven months. Yeah. Oh, they moved it. No, they. Yeah, sorry. I was still thinking June, which would have been obviously before July, but. They, they, didn't they put it in like September or something? No, the, the one when he was born, it was August. No, it was the end of July. But I think since then it's been June again. Yeah, so last year it's June. Oh, uh, right. No, yeah, I'm, I'm being a dick. I'm counting the wrong way. Yeah, 11 months. Okay. <laughs> 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 My brain don't work very much anymore. <laughs> anyway. Oh, means you can't count to 11. <laughs> yes. Speaking of <laughs> babies and such, uh, mini announcement. Oh, mini announcement. Pretty big announcement, actually. Uh, this is going to be the last episode of this show for a while. Um, yeah. We are taking a sabbatical for all of the aforementioned reasons. Um, I'm having another baby in under two weeks. Uh, Chris is in the process of the long, <laughs> painful, drawn-out process of buying a house and having to move and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and when when both when one host is away, you can kind of rope in people. When both hosts are away, it's just a different show. <laughs> we, could, we could get replacements into it, but then it's just a different show, and they can do something there with themselves. So, yeah, we're not sure how long for yet. Um, we're gonna sort... Uh, there's a cat. I can hear a yep. cat meowing very loudly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's my, that was my new ringtone for Emma. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. It's just a cat. <laughs> Amazing. I assumed it was you, Sam. <laughs> it was me yeah, last no, night. He's, he's been fed. He won't howl at me for another 11 minutes. So. <laughs> no, 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 that, that was 100% of me, mate. I had to buy a new phone. Our phone broke. It's all kicking off. Oh, so yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on right now. And we can't prioritise this as much as we wanted to. We would like to actually, you know, come in with... You know, notes for games we played and news stories that aren't just me scrolling through Eurogamer quickly pulling out headlines. Like, uh, yeah, and we can't really do that in the next month or so. So we will be back um, with a new show. Uh, season four. I'm, I'm just going to ruin the numbers again. I was going to say we've done X number of consecutive shows, but I really don't know because I've reset the numbers twice. So I think we're, I think we're on like episode <laughs> something or other of season three. We uh, so started that... this in 2021. Yeah. 2020? Was yeah, it probably. 2020 we started this? No. 2021. Or 2020. I have no idea. No, it's I, mean, I can look, but... I'm, I'm it was. Look. We've been going for about two and a half years without taking hiatus, and I think it's just a right thing for both of us at the moment, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything else. On a topic of games to play, I've only played Fire Emblem a bit more. The House of the Dead, which was a 20-year-old arcade <laughs> game, and Pokemon and an emulator on my phone. I have not really nice. been able to see the Xbox in what feels like an eternity. So I'm not being able uh, to give it justice. Like July 2020. So almost three years. And uh, yep, we need a break because of life. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. That's it. <laughs> we're on <Yeah>. a break. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. So uh, in the interest of time, because we fucked about with <laughs> lots of other connection issues earlier. Shall we move on to... News, the normal stuff. Um, Adepticon was last week, and uh, this is this is like Games Workshop's E3 kind of thing. Uh, Chris, let me just send you a link of what I'm sh- going through. 
Yes, please. Yeah. I'm assuming both of you guys have already looked at it. Yes. Yeah, we watched uh, the live stream. Fucking been depth. Yes. Texting uh, each other every half hour about it, like for a week. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the things. Uh, the stream was at like three o'clock in the morning. It's like, oh, maybe we'll watch it after get up, and it's like get the reveals as they happen. It's like the first thing I saw when I woke up was the email with the headline of all the old news. I was like, okay, right. Yeah. Well, I couldn't unlock my phone without finding out what happened. So, yeah, you also read the article. You uh, you did that like a pro by not actually revealing it as well. So well done. You are waiting for me to reveal it because it's going to be later on. Uh, no, there is there is like a couple of big announcements. I should just I just do them chronologically because we can skip through things that we don't care about. Um, the first one they've announced Lion L Johnson, a new green man <laughs> <laughs> the dark angels primark <laughs> he is the primark of the dark angels yes so the reason this is the first 40k announcement there's a bigger 40k announcement later but they did this up front because this brings an end to their arcs of omen series um it has been five books and it's all about boarding space hulks and fighting in close confines um it's a much smaller version of 40k it's just a different way to play kind of 500 points versus 500 instead of 2000 a lot more melee focus no vehicles you like boarding a space hulk like the old school games uh beating each other <laughs> with sticks basically working your way through corridors and the like yeah corridors and the terrain's got doors you can open hatches and you can be like oh nope close the hatch <laughs> like that kind of stuff um really fun and interesting way uh they did not print enough of the first book so that sold out and now nobody can play the game so that's bad um but this is the fifth book the the primarch of the dark angels returns dark angels are one of my like favorite space marine chapters when i was a wee lad so this is cool the guy is the emperor's son he has a dope shield and a sword uh, if you click on it if you click on that all of these like banner bits take you to the more in-depth article chris so if you click on that and scroll down a bit you can see the full miniature uh he has two little uh, two little dudes carrying a sword and a thing sword and a shield no he's a pretty he's a very pretty miniature he's like it's quite yes. cool this is like yeah this is very much 2023 games workshop like the, this miniature is absurdly detailed and yep. awesome and i'm sure it will be bundled in a pack that then sells out immediately and you cannot purchase <laughs> <laughs> he'll come back eventually you can buy the yeah, the, the, yeah the one anywhere um yes. but yeah it's uh it's cool like uh i don't play dark angels i've got some space means which have not been painted but he's cool it's uh it's one do you know what like, um do you know what Space Marine chapter you're going to paint in Space Marines? Are you even going to paint them? Um, I am going Chop to paint them. Chop them up into bits and put them on bases. I mean, two minds of uh, being... It's probably going to, it's going to be a successor chapter to either Space Wolves, because Wolves are cool, or yeah. Salamanders, because Fire Sal is cool. Salamanders are also cool. Those so are some like, good choices. Or maybe Dark Angels. Maybe I should do Dark Angels, and then I can buy Dark Angels. Dark Angels are also cool. Um, like, yeah, this, this, yeah, as I say, this brings an end to like this narrative thing. They're, they're starting to do like actual seasons where like these books are seventy percent plot um, that like moves the Warhammer Forty K universe on some rules, like six or seven to eight missions. So you play the missions as part of the story, and then then the next book, and then this is the five book thing, and then that leads into the next thing, uh, which is going to be the tenth edition of Warhammer. Which they have announced new edition, the, the ninth edition, which was three months, three years ago. Not a big gap, um, but they explain very well <laughs> why they've done it. Um, but we'll get to that. We might as well for people following on slash Chris. Like it's a bit easier if we just do this in order. So that brings the arc moment to an end. That would be really cool if people could buy it. Uh, Horus Heresy, the Warhammer Thirty K. Don't really care about that. So, do you care about Horus Heresy? I like the idea. I'm never going to do it. 
I think that is my overriding. Apparently, it's quite popular, but I've I've never seen anyone collect or purchase these these models. Um, yeah, the Horus Heresy. I've never, yeah. never seen anyone purchase any of it. Um, yeah. Like, it, well, it, I mean, it, like it, online, it sounds... like on, on like Reddit and stuff. Like, I don't see any people like or on Twitter like posting pictures of Horus Heresy Marines. No, it's, it's all... not the same as 40k, is it? Yeah, yeah. But it's one of the things. It looks cool. Like, I read some of the. Um, I started the series of books by which I mean like I read the first five there's about 45 so I was like I'm, I'm not finishing this ever yeah, but, over, um, you, you read them it's like it's quite cool and stuff but yeah I, I've already got too many minis to paint I'm not painting more I don't know yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't it's like, okay enough as it is I don't yeah. need another bloody Warhammer game that I'm not going to play the fact that it's a separate system and it, as I say it's set it's Warhammer 30k so the Horus Heresy is set 10,000 years before 40k um, as you say it's the most popular line of books in that they made 50 of them because it's so popular and i guess they just wanted to set the, the models in that universe but yeah i don't know yeah. like there, was, there was a 30k before that i think uh so this was sort of a re-release of that oh really that i didn't know and there's a lot of nostalgia for people for the the, the style of marines and all that kind of stuff so i can yeah the beaky marines they've got big sort of beaks <laughs> pointy beak heads it's one yeah. of the things where you look at them without the nostalgia and go that looks weird man <laughs> Why has he got a big beak? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, um, strange. Especially when you look at like something like the 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 um, the Primarchs, so the Lionel Johnson model we just looked at. Like he's the Emperor's son. He is ten thousand years old, so he would have been alive during the Horus Heresy. So why isn't yep. his armor all weird and beaky? Because he got new armor. <laughs> got new armor. But then he's got the Emperor's shield, which is ten thousand years old. Yeah. Just... Oh! <laughs> Makes so much sense. Yeah. Some guy was asleep for ten thousand years. That's normal. Uh, he wasn't. Robert Gilman was asleep for ten thousand years. Lionel Trump was just alive. He's just been alive for ten thousand years. Which is why he looks much older. That makes even less sense. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> yeah, him and Gilman are the same age, but he looks much much older because yeah. he's been alive the entire time. Whereas yeah, Gilman was Gilman frozen was or just fell in stasis or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've not I've not read the Ultramarine law. Ultramarine's no. the boringest chapter. Um, also, they're blue, which is the worst color. Yeah, moving on. Blue in both of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, kill team again. They were running kill team season. Uh, Gallo dark. Yes, got it. Um, because this new box is called a Gallo Fall, <laughs> and uh, it is uh, the new box. The same boarding action style terrain. The same sort of uh, close confines stuff they've been doing with Fort They kind of ran them concurrently so that if you couldn't buy the terrain for the arcs moment stuff you could pick up a couple of kill team boxes which have the terrain in and then you can play both kill team with one set of terrain or you can play arcs with two sets of terrain which is quite cool and the new box is uh got leagues of votan the space dwarves versus beastmen in 40k which is strange <laughs> yeah i was like i not like i never heard of the beastmen before um chaos is not really my cup of tea for the factions but you look at them it's like they look cool they do look cool they um, look like warhammer fantasy models that have just yes. sound a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> and, and a big gun or something it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh where are these it's, guys coming from these are just old fantasy beastmen like, literally they just look like fantasy beastmen but like they have got grenades and shit <laughs> it's like cover it but yeah uh it's, it's cool I, I do like the fact that they do put these random kill teams in like for the kill team they are not just doing Space Marines versus um, Tau or Space Marines versus the big factions. They are going very <clears> drilling <throat> down into the small, weird little factions that you get, like 
it wasn't just a tower one. You got a crew one as well, which is like this little sub faction, and then you get these beast men. Are you getting nice, different kind of things in the kill team? Yeah, which I think it's cool. Yeah, true. But yeah, as you say, like the tower one was not any tower. It's the little crew guys, which I don't know the law. Are they are they like enslaved by them? Are they what are they like? They're not enslaved. They are part race of the great good empire. So they are a world that was became part of the Tower Empire by choice. Uh, okay. Oh, so they are actually like a different race. They're just they they are completely friends. different. Um, yeah, they just um, the Tau will first try and sweet talk you into joining the Empire and then shoot you. So they decided, oh, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for them to go to good. And then the Votan are just space dwarfs who are awesome. I have got some space dwarfs and they're awesome. Uh, some of them are very much modelled after the uh, the um, video game Deep Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic, yeah. Especially the, the game I've played. <laughs> yeah, especially the, the guy with the minigun is literally just the he- the heavy from Deep Rock Galactic. Sorry. Yeah, you're mute, Chris, if you're trying to say stuff, but you were you were nodding and just agreeing. <laughs> I um, I was letting myself say mute while you guys were. You can be you can be the un, uninformed voice uh, to let us know if any of this stuff is actually cool or if we're just completely blinded. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the, the Votan guys has got knuckle dusters, so that's fun. That's like, fun. Oh, he's got he's like oh, he's got all of the, of the weapons and all of the armory of the most advanced like forges in in the galaxy, which is the Votan armory. And he's like, yeah, yeah fuck that. Oh, knuckle dusters! <laughs> I'm just going to come in. I'm going to punch this beastman right in the face. Uh, dwarf's awesome. It's like, yeah, it makes no sense that that would be his weapon of choice, but you know, it looks cool. <laughs> it does look cool. And yeah, you're right about like the faction. So I got the soul shackle box. You can't see it because I'm standing in front of it, which is the one before this again because it had the train in it. Uh, and in that one, it is uh, Dark Eldar, the Aldradi, um, a team of them. And the other one, I like. Judge Dread style space cops that yep. like they just have like shock batons and, and loads of melee stuff and loads of and a police dog dank pistols and a police dog yeah <laughs> and the thing is that the, the plot in that one is actually quite cool where it's um it's obviously all set in these space hockey things and it's one the the gallo dark is like one big space hulk and uh, the thing is in the warp other things crash into it and then become melded with it so it's loads of different hulks all melded together uh, and in that one a, a prison ship smashes into it. So the Dark Elder, uh, the El- Drukari? Drukari, were there like because they uh, have to torture people to, to stay alive or something like that. So they were there to like try and take all the prisoners and then obviously all the prison guards and the RBTs were there like arresting people. So then there's this thing and they're, they're all there just fighting over prisoners for different reasons. Um, yeah, they're just like super like Judge Dredd people with big sticks that just beat people over the head with and even in the law it's like these these are not good dudes like this is this is a super fascist state like they're yeah. the emperor's like multi-world police force uh their specific goal is to make sure the worlds pay the tithes and like pay their taxes correctly and if basically, not, they're basically the stasi aren't they they're like yeah these these, these are not anybody there they are here to do bad things to you yeah no one's no one's happy to see them yeah, and they're not like that's not like a full forty k army of them. I don't think, or maybe there is a little bit some pieces, but um, yeah, yeah, 
It's just this team of like 10 dudes with batons and a guard dog. You can just go in and hit people with sticks and handcuff them. They have a rule. You can fucking use one of their like CP abilities. You can handcuff someone. You just like take them prisoner. You just like you knock them on the head and then you handcuff them and they can't do anything. And if they're alive at the end of the game, you get points because you've managed managed to take someone alive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to play space fascists, um, slightly different space fascists, the space marines, which are other space fascists, then uh, <laughs> 40k's got you covered. There are no good armies in 40k, I should say that. I suppose you like, probably want to meet the arbiters more than the space marines. They might arrest you, the space marines are just going to shoot you in the face. Yeah, they'll just stamp on your head. Uh, then we had a whole bunch of Age of Sigma stuff, um, which really really cool. Lizard men, fun. They look cool. I go back to my comments on PvP. Yeah, I just my look cool. It's got very very cool armies, but again, Lizardman was one of the uh, armies I collected as a wee lad. So, do you have a built for you, isn't it? Oh yeah, and I mean it's it's tiny lizards riding big lizards. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) That that is pretty awesome. That's where I'm like, okay, I'm here for that. Yeah, it's little skinks on like little raptors. Uh, Well, not little little skinks on bigger raptors. Uh, Croxagors are awesome. Everything. Does it show you the guy on the big chair? The guy on the big chair is cool. There's a massive Stegodon model as well. I've got one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the metal version of that is way too heavy. And the bits always fall off because no glue can hold no. a Stegodon <laughs> tail to a Stegodon correctly. And this was before I knew what pinning models was. <laughs> so it just uh, stayed there. Um, there was a, bunch, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff for Age of Sigmar, uh, which is uh, vampires, skeletons, uh, humans. So the cities of Sigma. And the most recent boxes are two Chaos factions as well, the, the Slanesh and the Corn things. Um, all of this leads me to say, like, all of those were Warhammer Fantasy armies. Just they've now have different names. The Seraphon, the Grand Alliance of Death, the Cities of Sigma, like are humans, are lizard men, are skeletons. What's what is what's the point in bringing back Warhammer Fantasy again? They've just recreated all of this. Because they're giving a bit nostalgic people to buy it. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Do you think they'll use the same minis and you can just use them in either system? That would uh, make no. most sense to me. Good fantasy, they've said that it's going to be square bases. They're so going back to the old school rank and file. Oh, God, yeah, I've got no idea what they can do then. Yeah. But uh, literally anything popular, anything that that was good. Uh, now, obviously, I don't know how many people know about the history of Warhammer Fantasy, but obviously a lot of shutting it down was copyright related and things like that because obviously the factions were just called high elves and wood elves and lizard men you can't copyright any of that <laughs> so uh, now, right. yeah so now the lizard men are the seraphon and the tree men are something else and the wood elves are now called that sounds like such a games workshop <laughs> move we're going to yeah. ruin our world and start it fresh just because we can copyright it uh yeah i mean there was other reasons um 40k was out selling it like six to one or something. It was yeah. kind of dying as it. Yeah, as but it Sigma didn't fix that. <laughs> yeah, I know Sigma's actually is becoming popular. Popular. Yeah, now it is, but yeah, yeah. not. They basically killed it a few years ago. Uh, the tree, Sylvaneth. The they do people. look cool. The daughters of Kay and the fire slayers, the Ideneth Deepkin, uh, the Lumineth Realm Lords, and the new High Elves. But essentially, they've just taken everything that's in fantasy. They've taken. Sl- a little while to update it slightly and then release it in Sigma with a name that they can copyright. Uh, and that is it. So, I mean, I get it, but also they're also bringing back fantasies. So it's <laughs> strange. Yeah. It doesn't, 
I don't know what they're actually hoping to get from bringing back fantasy. Like you see, a lot of people are quite happy about it, but is that going to actually be enough people to make money off it? I don't know. I don't get it. It's going to depend on how they do the square based system. Because if they actually make a good game system using the square bases and get some more of that rank and file approach, yeah, then there probably is actually a group of people that want that. Yeah, because that's you the thing that see... killed that completely. You still see comments on videos like, "Oh man." Like fantasy was such a be- much better game than Sigma. Like, I think people are looking back on it very roast-tinted. It was very complicated, <laughs> and uh, it yeah. was like a lot of options. And you know, you could equip every unit with like ten different things, all the different point values. And there's no way of looking at a board and knowing what something does. <laughs> like you had to look at sheets and things like that. So, I mean, people look back on it quite fondly. And it, de- I guess, it depends how they do the armies and everything. Like you're right. Like if I was a uh, if I was a Seraphon collector in Age of Sigma, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I obviously want lizard men again. Like, but then they have to rebuy everything on square bases, and they'd have to double up. Yeah, it's like I don't get where it fits in, other than nostalgia times hoping everyone just buys a lot of it. Unless they, are, I guess I'm looking at it, if they're really confident they've got a good game system that creates a feel of siege warfare or like the more battles of old where it's like army either side yeah march if they found a way of making that feel a yep. bit more modern a bit more interesting there's maybe an argument is needed yeah that I was my problem with that. fantasy anyway that it was like blocks of infantry and there was like special things to pit like you had to pivot on a point like you couldn't there wasn't a lot of <laughs> movement you had to like it was just rank and file you just make a list and you march or you had archers at the back and they stand still and shoot stuff like and that was it or you had horses that run around the back and like I mean, people like those kinds of games because there's a lot of military games that are like that. But obviously the more skirmishy style, even at 2,000 points or whatever, like the 40k and Age of Sigma stuff is still skirmishy, I guess, because it's round bases and you can move them around a bit better and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not too excited. Uh, I think one thing as well that people are more excited about is like there's a lot more human armies. Like the Knights of Britannia, there's a lot of like the, the factions of Empire. You can you can collect like six, four to six different human you mean the ones that they could copyright <laughs> yeah well i mean there's the new human faction in sigma it's called cities of sigma so they have they've done it it's taken them this long in age of sigma to figure it out but they've figured out how to copyright humans and they've called them cities of sigma um i don't know we'll find out it was announced yeah. four years ago and there's still no indication of when fantasy is coming out so so far the only news has been an article saying yeah yeah no we're still working on it guys it is going to happen yeah. but they put out Bye. one article every like nine months. Like this most <laughs> recent one was uh, helmets, helmets and swords. Here's uh, some examples from the Knights of Britannia. That's uh, helmets and swords. That was it. No models. Not even a test model. No, no, nope. nothing. No models. No models. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they've said square bases and plastic sprues, and that is it. And that is enough to get people excited <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yep. I guess they're not doing resin, which is good. But oh well. No. As- I've recently worked on a metal model. I can, yeah, I like plastic yeah. are really good. Resin metal sucks. Fucking metal, sucks. I had a metal model which was a guy to put on a horse, and I tried gluing him. I was like, nope, I'm going to pin this. So it's just literally a dude on a horse. It's like this does not work. I can't believe this used to be standard. But yeah, yeah. I think the last time I did metal was Infinity guys. Oh, were they so, metal? Oh yeah, I think so. Some of them were metal. That was about five years ago now, though. Oh, it's, then, it's not a good material for... No. for, for you paint for, it, and then five minutes later, you're missing all the corners of your paint, and it's chipped everywhere. It looks yeah. like shit. So, yeah, it's too awful. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
so yeah, one day there'll be fantasy. But until then, people like Sigma. I get it. Took a while. It has taken a while yeah. to like ramp up to people liking it. As you say, like I saw the the um, I used, yeah I used to collect lizardmen and high elves in the fantasy and the the realm lords and the seraphon. I sometimes see them in articles, and I'm like, oh. I could, that looks pretty cool, <laughs> but, it, but it has taken them like four years to get to this point of like replicating enough cool stuff. But then I look at the rules and I'm like, ah, I don't want to play this. So there we are. Maybe that's why they need fantasy because yeah. people might actually want to play it. Uh, then they announced some uh, new Warhammer Underworld stuff. The new season for that has started. Starting. Uh, do you have anything to say about that? Because I kind of zoned out for that bit. <laughs> uh, I sold my Underworlds at Aircon, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I will say they have changed the way the deck building works, so there is almost no deck building now, which was the one thing which was a pain in the ass. So they have improved that, at least. Um, you basically just choose two decks, and then you that is your entire card pool. And you have to choose your. You have to create your decks from those two decks. So you don't. You no longer have access to every card they printed. You use your faction deck, and you pick one other like of these generic decks, and then you have to do it from those two. Uh, which no, is an improvement good. because deck building in a game where you just want to open it up and play a ninety-minute quick miniatures board game is not. It. I did not do any of the deck building in that game. To be honest, I just used no. the starter decks every time I played it because it was kind of shit. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a very well fleshed out deck building yeah. game. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like it, you know, you, you, the deck building had to match the army or whatever. And the, when you're tech, but you're, yeah, but the decks didn't come with the right cards or whatever. Like, oh, oh mm-hmm. dumb. Anyway, moving on to the big thing, uh, Warhammer forty thousand tenth edition was announced. Um, the big new full release in the f- it's going to be set in the fourth tyrannic war. The Tyranids are back. They are swarming across. Uh, it's not in that article, Chris. For some reason, they separated it. It's on that website, though. There you go. Um, they separated it all out. No, wait. That was me saying the, the last thing that I just said to you. <laughs> Rewind. It is Space Marines versus Tyranids. It's the old school. It is Space Hulk brought into 40k. The cinematic trailer is pretty cool. It is uh, Robert Guleman. I think I don't know how he pronounces his name. I think that's good enough. Um, and it's Space Marines mowing into Tyranids, but this is the largest ever Tyranid invasion, apparently. And it's coming from the other side of the galaxy. Normally they come in from the east, the galactic east or whatever. And now it's, oh no, it's the other side. So all along they were literally everywhere. They were only attacking us on one side for reasons and now we're completely surrounded by tyranids the fluff reason is yeah it's apparently the great devourer that was the, the they came from the west which again how do you have west in space there's somebody french yeah that was the bottom of its jaw and now it's the top of its jaw is coming in on the other side of the galaxy oh uh, so the yeah uh, so, so the, now the galaxy is basically in its jaw <laughs> nice love a bit of peril in my uh sci-fi this kind of the stakes seem very high for that. It's like it's escalated a bit. We've gone from fighting tyranids to there's something eating the galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like don't quite know how you resolve this. No, and they are the like original hive mind as well. They're basically aliens from aliens. Um, yes, they're all connected. Like the, the cinematic trailer they would look like aliens so much. It's basically aliens. Um, but a lot of the tyranid models are very old currently. Like even in the new start collecting box, like the the gene stealer sprues, uh, the um. The term against sprues in that are 10 years old and they're putting it in new boxes so obviously they're waiting for now but they've released uh 
what the termagants are going to look like. They look kind of cool. Um, it is going to be... Did they tell you how many in a box? No, probably 20. I don't know. But basically, they announced like the new termagants, uh, new space marines, and the new space marine terminators as well. Classic terminator-looking terminators. They look awesome. Um, very much Space Hulk terminator style. So no indication yet of kind of like how it's going to be released. But last time they did three different core boxes from like 50 quid, 100 quid, 150 quid. All had the, the same number of like rules and templates and shit, but you just get different sized armies in each. Um, and more terrain, I think, in the bigger boxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More terrain in the big one. Um, so whatever level you want to jump in at, you can jump in. And normally they are like on a pounds per model deal, like insanely good value because obviously they're the the starting places um, they're the, the hook to reel you in with they are and it worked now i have way too many necrons <laughs> <laughs> well it's the ninth edition one with space marines versus necrons it always has to be space marines versus someone because space, space marines are, are the not good good guys of the uh, galaxy annoyingly popular um, the poster child yeah they couldn't they couldn't yeah. do it without one. yeah yeah uh yes and they are redoing a lot of how the game works they've actually done a full real a full rules rewrite uh, which is the first time in a little while uh and the whole emphasis has been on simplified not simple so the idea is that it will be much easier to play which is very good because it got really bloaty and terrible even the start of ninth was like okay this is I need to learn a lot. And then yep. more codexes came out and then more cards came out and more mission packs came out. And then it's like, I, I have no idea what's happening. There's been two FAQs to the Votan codex since I got it. And I haven't played with them yet. <laughs> Before it even came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I read that book. I read the, the codex when I was in um, Center Parks and I was like, this is so OP. This is amazing. And I was like planning like in my head, like what faction I was going to be and how to do everything. And then I got back and I saw that news. I was like, that's a good change. They should have, <laughs> they, they definitely should have nerfed that because that was completely broken in my mind. And I didn't even play with it. Um, but yes, uh, the idea is uh, armies are now basically every rule for a unit will be in a data card for that unit. You'll have the stats, you'll have the abilities. Um, is there an example there of a. The Termagants, they've done the same example. Yeah, let me see if I can find one quickly. To... Oh, so yeah, I think this is a really good change. Like, that was whenever we played it. Trying to leaf through the books for shit <laughs> is bloody horrendous. Uh, I'll um, send it to both of you so you've got the reference. But the yes, it's just the long list of like actual changes. But halfway down is the new uh, the new um, data card. But yeah, it's basically the new stats. They've taken out ballistic skill and weapon skill and everything from the main stat line, moved that down to the weapons. Every art unit has got like the weapons it can use, range weapons, melee weapons, and all the abilities. You don't have to go anywhere else in the book. <laughs> there is no references to this power or that power. There is no... Um, CP powers that are unit specific. There is no decks of cards to flick through. Everything will be for that unit is on this one square tiny unit card. And then the um, army rules are going to be two pages. And that is it. And uh, the I could double check quickly, but I think the Necron and Votan are probably about 15 to 20 pages of rules and stratagems and equipment and things like that so to reduce it to two is very good um yep. the stratagems for the for each army in ninth edition was probably about 40 40 different stratagems which are the things you use a cp i could say like oh i'm gonna do blah 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 and then you use a special power <clears throat> and now there's gonna be six per army all on one page super easy no more like gotcha moments where like 
I get too close to you and you're like, oh, actually, I can do this for one CP and this for two CP and my tower now like wiped you off the board. I was like, well, I didn't know you could do that, so which is why I moved forward. <laughs> <laughs> and like similarly, like, oh, I'm just going to teleport behind you. And you're like, no, yeah, I yep. forgot about that. It's like, okay, well, if you'd known my codex as well as you knew your codex, you would know that I could do this and this and this. But there's 15 codexes and it's like nobody knows all of the rules. And it was just a bit of a shit show. Like it was like the, one of the only games where you had to like explain like kind of like okay, this this is what my unit can do. Like I can teleport behind you if you if you leave this much room, or if you move up, I'm going to do this and this and blow you up. Like just to let you know, so you give the you give the opponent like enough information to make a decision because it does feel bad when it's just like okay, well you got too close, so I'm going to do this for one CP and now you're fucked. Like yeah. <clears throat> you try and take the gutter out. It's just like good gamesmanship, but they've done that by just removing all the stratagems. So all the army rules on uh, one page, all of the units on data cards, and the biggest change. Is all the rules are going to be free? Finally, like a lot of other miniature games have done this uh, because it feels bad to charge people for words these days <laughs> when you spend so much money on miniatures, uh, and then you have to buy the core rulebook, and then you have to buy the codex, and if you're a Space Marine faction, you have to buy the Space Marine codex and the faction codex, and then you have to buy the seasonal patches, like books, and some of the rules in fucking White Dwarf, which is really dumb. Um, yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> so now all online, all free, day one. Every unit for every army that currently exists is getting day one data card updates. So everything you own, you'll be able to play with with the new system. You don't have to wait for your book to come out. Um, I feel bad for the people that like Imperial Guard like just got their new book last month. Well... World Eaters or something, yeah. And World Eaters was like three weeks ago and now it's out of date. But like, it's got cool pictures and it's got lore in it, so that's fun. Um, but yes, completely free online and there's some questions yet about whether it will always be free like they've said this stuff will always be free but obviously they're gonna release codexes and they'll they might be like a different way to play your factions so that will be you can use the codex version which will still be six stratagems two pages all data cards or you can use the free version like you can i think the the free versions will be phased out so the idea is that there'll only ever be one version so it looks like it will probably still be you need to buy your army codex. Um, but then that's just get you're probably going to want to do that anyway because it's going to come with all the new cool shit you want to do. So it's not kind of completely free, but you will be able to pay it all on. Like, because we were joking beforehand, it's like, oh, if the 10th comes out, you're actually going to buy it or we stick with 9th for a bit. It's like, well, we don't have to make the decision anymore because we can yeah, just pay yeah. it anyway. We'll um, so. That's good. But yeah, I think there will still be codexes um, that will be released over the next few years that you can buy for new updated versions. The one they've been saying is it's going to be sort of one in, one out. So if something changes, they're going to get rid of the old one and it's just here's the new one. So it won't be a case of having multiple different versions to figure out which one you want. It's, no, there's just one possible. So yeah. I don't know if they'll do the same with that with the codexes. For tournament hey, play, obviously casual, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's but, what I was just um, about to highlight. That yeah, so the new codexes that come in will replace the rules, like the most up to date rules for the, the the tournament play. But they did say everything they're releasing now will be evergreen, so you'll always be able to get a free version for an army. They won't, they won't, you know, that won't be taken down. Like on the Warhammer website, you'll always be able to get Necron rules and the core rules and mission packs and scenario buildings stuff and uh, campaign rule like that's all free forever apparently it's just you know if you want to play tournaments it might get replaced by newer stuff which they will charge for yeah which which, 
Makes sense. Yeah. I think it's good though, because like, if somebody's sitting around um and an hour about it, at least they can sort of they can try it out without having to commit. Um, yeah, which I think is nice. So people who may have not played in a while can have got an easier jump back in. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love the data cards thing. So I, I literally made up my own data cards for ninth edition because after the last time we played, I really realized I forgot half the things I was supposed to do. I was like, this, this is ridiculous. I can't I can't play an army from a book. So I made up my own data cards. Two books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the it idea was, of having the mess. data cards in front of you on the table is like, this makes life so much better. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be so much easier. I quite like the way they're doing the... Um, the different stats as well because it used to be a unit had could hit on a four plus no matter what whereas now there might be an option that if you're shooting a big ass gun it's probably a little bit less accurate but you shoot twice as many bullets they might be turning that up around and then there's also the psychic abilities where not everyone will be as good with certain abilities so they like the big really good psychers might be a little bit better at casting the same ability than generic librarian who's not very good at it (laughs) So I think having it all specifically on the card gives them a lot of space to play around with. Yeah. And that's something that they have taken from Kill Team where the sniper guy, they've all got the same sort of basic shooting ability, but the sniper <coughs> guy will hit a lot better with his sniper rifle because it's a hell of a lot more accurate than the guy who's shooting the big machine gun um, where it goes all over the place. So I think there's definitely some really cool stuff that they can do with the data cards, limiting it to the specific units and the abilities and guns and stuff that that unit has so it's a lot of cool things they can do with that i think yeah i think it's yeah that that the whole idea of like simplified not simple like it's much easier to read and it's much easier to to get going like you know what movement is you know what toughness is you know what save is and then if you look at the weapons you're like okay you only need to look at those when you're shooting it's not okay well halfway through this profile you need to skip the weapon skill because you're not shooting you need to you know then you've got the blister skill like you that's now somewhere else and uh, yeah, simplifying the phases as well. You mentioned the psychic abilities. There was a whole psychic phase that's now just completely gone from the game. So you're not like, do you have any psychic abilities? I have. I don't. And then you you know watch them cast seven spells in a row while you're just sitting there. Like now it's all as you say on the cards. Like if you have a psychic ability, it will tell you when you can do it. It might be like do it in the shooting phase, or you do it here, or it might be a leadership ability. But like there is no specific psychic phase. Um, if somebody can smite, then it will say on their card can smite instead of like you have the keyword psycho which gives you these three abilities from the core rule book plus these two abilities from your army rule book yeah. now it's just like smite roll 2d6 <laughs> tell, you, tell you on the card um which yeah. is much 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 better um yeah and the non the, the specific stratagem like the unit specific stratagems were pain in the ass like they were some of the best things like the necromores had yeah. three and the, the ophelian destroyers had one and the uh the oh scorepack destroyers had two and it's like I was, every turn i'm like flicking through the cards like okay what can you do what can you do plus looking at the book it's like okay well it, now it says on here like after oh, one cp i can you know charge <laughs> done yeah much much sure. easier yeah definitely yeah putting that on there because it was when we were doing it, it's like you just you just forget and it's you have to be a specific unit at a specific time like obviously this is we're basing this purely on casual perspective i was like just don't remember this shit so having it there is gonna be like okay yes i've got this ability i can do that yeah and as well they're bringing back uh, generic named abilities which is very very good something that was not but it wasn't even in the game in ninth like the uh, in eighth sorry it's about 10 years old uh, but they switched to this really dumbass thematic way of describing abilities where uh like deep strike for example deep strike 
is like an ability where, like again, if it destroys, they just tunnel underground and they just pop up a turn later. So you take them off the board and you put them back on the board. Like that is called deep strike. Um, nowhere in like the ninth rules does it say that's called deep strike. Every ability for every army is called something else. Like it's got a burrow into the depths, and then you, it's like a block of text about eight lines long, which just describes deep strike. And it's like yeah. okay, well, everyone like. I call it deep strike. Everyone just colloquially just called it deep strike. Like, nobody's going to be like, I'm, I'm going to burrow into the... Yeah, pain. exactly. <laughs> feel no pain. Like, damage, don't get damage on a sixth. Like, every army has their own version of feel no pain. Uh, and for 10 years, th- th- those rules haven't been in the game for 10 years and everyone still says, oh, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to deep strike. Uh, yeah. It's really dumb because now they can just put the two words on the card like this unit can deep strike. Done. Um, yeah, very good. Pause. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say no, you, we're pause, we're pause. There's no point uh, me trying to jump in here. I think that's more or less it. What's that? I think that's more or less it. Don't know much <clears throat> oh. Nah, let you guys enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not all right. I was looking at uh, you know, Tyranids are cool. Also, Tyranids are gonna be shit easy to paint. So it's like I could. Slap chop them together, you know. I mean, Tyranids are cool. Like, I looked at the pictures, I was like, yeah, these are cool. Although, these I still cool. find it really stupid that they're holding guns. Yeah, I know, but I think it's too underpowered if you don't have guns. In this <laughs> no, I was like, they should have projectile weapons, but they shouldn't be fucking holding a gun. <laughs> it's like, it's a fucking space bug. It should just be spitting acid at you or something. Yeah, what have they got in this? They've got flesh borers and spine fist, which is basically an assault pistol, and a devourer, whatever that is. I have no idea. No, but their melee weapon is just claws and teeth. Yeah. Yeah, so they've already come halfway there. But yeah, yeah, they look pretty cool. Wait and see how they do all the rest of it, because they still haven't released the product yet, have they? So. No. I think I'm a little bit more negative on it than Sam is. I think Games Workshop is still going to be dicks. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think that a lot of the stuff they said they're doing right now is just because it's early days. And once people start um, it, then they'll be like, yeah. right, we're going to start pulling back to old ways. So the, the books, I could argue why getting rid of them is a good thing. Because actually, just from a financial point of view, printing those books for the time, it's a bit like dead money, um, isn't it? And then print nah. ones have got to manage and skews. Like, are they really turning that much of a profit per per codex? I reckon they are. I, make, I reckon they must make massive bank off the codexes. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it anymore. That's like, kind of what I was trying to work out. If they're making bank on them, sweet. Because uh, if they're not, then yeah, it's just probably a good time to do it and curry goodwill of the people. Oh yeah, I th- I do think they should. Like they're not going to give it away for free, but they could go subscription model because um, they've already got the app, which is well, it was garbage up until about a few months ago. Apparently, <laughs> I remember trying to build a Tau army with it, and it literally had all the rules wrong. I was like, well, this isn't fucking mm-hmm. any good, is it? Um, but that's where you can unlock your army's abilities by a code in the back of your codex. Is that? just sacked off the entire thing but then some people still moan and you need physical ones I don't know but yeah the codex is like 30 quid though so I do think the markup on them must be huge yeah that's what I mean like because they probably don't sell that much 
But I may just make it a PDF online. And if people want it, then you can just download it. Chris, were you talking anything? Do I have to remove? I'd probably just edit it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Emma called me, Zach fucked off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. We talked talk to a bit about 40k, but it's going to be too hard to try and cut it together. So, yeah, probably just cut it. Yeah, yeah, you Just like clean, clean cut over. Side. Clean break. Clean break. Yeah. I did have one more thing. There, there was one more news point about 40k as well. Yeah, um, so is it patrol boxes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lastly, <laughs> the uh, the old start collecting boxes, they've kind of pivoted away from those into uh, what they're calling patrol... Combat patrols. Combat patrols. So you threw me off by saying patrol boxes. Um, <laughs> combat patrols. Uh, there is a combat patrol box for every single faction in the game, so there are a lot of them. Uh, and they used to be. Um, well, they still, it's exactly the same, but basically a combat patrol box is... Uh, a way to start an army basically you generally as a rule of thumb all of them are different you can look this all up online they're about 110 dollars so about 70 to 80 quid and you get roughly 200 dollars worth of miniatures in it which is 135 140 quid um, those, those exchange rates aren't correct but essentially you pay about 70 quid and you save about 50 quid had you bought them all separately um, and it's a way to kind of you know get into the army get into collecting, buy the box, build it, blah, 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 have a cool thing. I have one over there for Leagues of Votan. It's just a nice way to like get started. You get a HQ, you get some troops, you get some other bits. Um, and what they've done in the new edition is they've taken that one step further where all of these Combat Patrol boxes will have separate data cards from the main game, Combat Patrol rules, and there's the separate Combat Patrol mode which is basically 40k, but every single box is balanced against every single other box. So where in the past, like the Votan box might be 700 points uh, and the Tau box that the Zach buys might be like or 1,100 points because it's got some fire suits or combat suit or whatever. Like it wasn't all balanced like the, the because you can't balance the points and the pounds <laughs> at the same time because, you know, the like, you know, the Tyranid box is loads of little Tyranids, which costs the same amount as like one big thing, but the, the Tyranids will just get flattened by the big thing. But, you know, they're, they're releasing specific combat patrol data cards which, you know, in that example, like the Tyranids might then have like a ridiculously powerful melee attack and a much higher save than they do in the main game to make them actually viable against every other box. Uh, so if you and a friend want to start collecting, as they used to be called, buy a combat patrol box each, build it up, separate rules, and it's all balanced and go play. Uh, and they will always stay balanced. Uh, new boxes will come out for new armies and they might change things around inside them, but it's just a way to get straight in and yeah free rules online and it's all balanced so very good yeah i think this is really good this has got to be one more thought about it's like why the hell haven't we done this already because it is such a perfect introduction um this is also yeah you can have the free rules for each box so it is a case of somebody can buy their box and start playing the game with the box um rather than before you would have to buy your codex the course rule book and all that kind of stuff so just this is here's my 70 pounds i can now play one 40k for any army I want. It's just, it's such a good idea. It really is. And it's a nice small game, so it's not going to take too long. Um, and then, like I say, yeah, it doesn't matter what's in your box, you still get to play with all the toys, which, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, really good. And as they say, if you want to try a new army, it's much easier to try a new army, though. Just, yeah. Like, it's like, I want to, you got voted on, it's like, damn it, I want to try Space Wolves. I'm going to buy the Space Wolves box and play, we can play a balanced game. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, the Space Marine boxes always were, you got a lot more points, like battle points, because Space Marines are 
pretty hardy. And then if you put them up against the like the towel <laughs> boarding patrol, like they would get smashed because they are very weak. Uh, but then you have more of them, and then you you have all the uh, you know the fire suits and all that kind of stuff. Like, is it fire suits? Is that correct? Uh, crisis suits. Crisis suits. That's the one. Um, fire warriors and crisis suits. Fire warriors, crisis suits. <laughs> I was combining two things together. Uh, yeah, it just balances it all out, which is yeah. really good. And as you say, like not having to buy a thirty-five pound rulebook and a twenty-five pound codex on top of that just to play. Is, uh, you got your prices wrong there, Sam. Is, is it pound codex? Fifty and thirty-five. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I thought that, I thought that was dollars, and I was converting it down, but it's not. It's fifty pound rulebook and thirty-five pound <laughs> yeah, codex. So that's gone. Same. Now it's just seventy pounds. Here's an army. Uh, and it's good for like game groups as well, I guess. Like I mentioned, like if we were all still playing X Wing, um, and you know, we said like, oh, you know, let's all just buy one of these boxes, and in two weeks, you know, build them up, and we'll just come play some Warhammer. Yeah, like, and also it becomes that thing of if you've got a friend who doesn't paint and collect, it's much easier just to have a game mode where it's like, all right, I'm going to quickly dry brush and slap chop some turn this together, and suddenly everyone can play a game. Exactly, much easier. Don't know, don't know what you mean, mate. Don't know, anyone, <laughs> don't know anyone in this group of people that fits that category. <laughs> no. So you and Scott uh, will definitely play if we supply the miniatures and the time and the board and everything, basically. <laughs> if you supply 99% of it and I just turn up and play, yeah, of course yeah. I'll play. Yeah, if we, we'll, we'll get everything ready apart from the human and you turn up. <laughs> yeah, You I'm can okay just be the hive mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll be the great devourer, mate. Easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's you, Alice. <laughs> I wonder if they end the galaxy. That'd be fun. And then the Horus Heresy will be the only timeline going forward because the the forty k has just ended. <laughs> I did see some talk about it. It's like they are they are progressing the story, but it's like something. you have to you can't actually finish the story because then the game ends. Yeah. It's like nobody can win because then you can't invalidate a faction. Yeah, you can't. So it's just like yeah, it has to go on forever, basically. Yeah, it's just like they're going to go on forever until Games Workshop implodes, and then there'll be a fanfic version. We'll have a 40,001. <laughs> Everything before this happened in one year. <laughs> yeah. What a one year. 50,000. <laughs> yeah, 50,000. It's all Necrons. It's just Necrons. Necrons and Tyranids. That's all that survived. Necrons and Tyranids are amalgamated into this. That's actually quite cool. Necrons. Okay, yeah. Cool. Right, we'll write that down. I'm going to move that out. We'll, we'll make that. We'll make Warhammer 40 50k. <clears throat> right. Anyway, yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff for people that collect the game and a lot of exciting stuff for people that are intrigued slightly but didn't want to jump in because it's complex and expensive. They have made it less complex and less expensive, which is what you should do <laughs> to get people involved yeah. in your game. <laughs> and then it, there are still a layer of complexity if you want to get into that, but you don't have to. So much, much better than before. No idea when it'll be. Everyone thinks it's going to be June. It'll probably be June. Um, but they've not really said yet. Oh, the internet's no. usually pretty good at these things. Yep, yep. It tends to be uh, fed from uh, one source or the other. Yep. Like, like every, <laughs> everything we knew before, basically. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Everything has been leaked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. That is that for news. We probably won't do any video game news because we've been talking for a very long time. Um, should we jump into what we've been playing? Should we jump into what we're playing? Chris, do you want to talk? <laughs> 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 oh mate my voice I, I, I ran out of drink I'm, a long time ago I'm good mate I'm good literally how's the dead free great game in an arcade machine give yourself a shotgun that you cock <coughs> during an arcade machine it's pretty fucking satisfying love a cock <laughs> mm-hmm. my Fitbit actually recognised this exercise 
because of Boston <laughs> doing the cocking action. It was literally ridiculous, yeah. Uh, I felt really bad because my arm actually hurt. And I turned to the other guy and I was like, does your arm hurt? He's like, yeah, it does. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's not just me being weak then. It is like legit. Yeah. Yeah. You got that wanker's elbow. Um, I easily, easily. Use your lefty though. That's a problem. Should have seen a trigger finger though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pl- played some Smash Bros. Melee. That was pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Be- beat the other guys. The amount of salt afterwards. I was just like, yeah, I can imagine. That tasted really good, you know. They're like, oh, play us that ultimate. I was like, yeah, I'd lose that ultimate. But they don't have that here, so let's go again. Uh, <laughs> nah. And other than that, I'm just playing a fucking Pokemon emulator. Because yeah. I kind of got a yeah, bit over snap last week. I hit my point of, I'm playing this out of habit, not because I'm enjoying myself. So oh, I really? put it down for a little bit, found out how to get an emulator on the phone, and now I'm smashing out Leaf Green on double speed. Makes it much more enjoyable as well. Yeah, old Pokemon game games 200%. are. Yeah, old Pokemon games are slow. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of oh. Pokemon, did you see that it ended? Well, not ended. There's going to be more Pokemon, but the very last episode of the anime with um Ash and with uh, Ash Pikachu and Team Rocket. Yeah, T- yeah, Team Rocket was a couple of weeks ago, and this was the last episode with Ash and Pikachu. It was just one episode. It was like that wrapped up everything. I've not After seen like it, what twenty five years? years? Yeah, about that. Yeah, it's about twenty five years. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, he never aged. He was still ten. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to reset a protagonist every now and then. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it's been alright playing Leaf Green. Actually, quite enjoying the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Good stuff. I'll get to play some games. In the coming months, <laughs> I've now got a back catalogue of games I want to play, including Sonic from you and yes. Atomic Heart and Wolong. You made, did you give me money for that? You know, I think you have to give me money. I don't think I ever did. No. I w- I've also found a. Are you okay with a Kickstarter for a birthday present, knowing full well that you're not going to get it until like a year from now? Yeah, Zach still hasn't received his Christmas present because it's on Kickstarter. That's, from yeah, so that's cool. Because I, I realised I've not given you a birthday present yet, but I found a Kickstarter. And I was like, I think Sam and Hannah would really enjoy this. And I was like, just going to check first before I, you know, oh, yeah, that's commit like, and send write you an in email. a card and send the card over and on. <laughs> Enjoy. Nah, if I could eat, fuck an email, mate, straight in the bottom of your junk. Well done. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah as, long, as long as it doesn't go to junk. As long as I actually receive the email, I'll be fine. Happy with that. Oh, uh, yeah. right other then. than that, the only other game we played the last few months was Jurassic Park, Isla of Nubla Legacy. Oh, yeah. Any good? Mixed. Uh, yeah. We got halfway through. Decided to not play the rest of it. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard similar things yep. from elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, we opened yeah. up all of the items before. Oh yeah, well, just yeah. That's what you do when you get halfway through legacy game yeah. and you decide to pack it. It's like, well, okay, what's in here? <laughs> oh yeah, I think we did try and go in there with a sort of open mind to a degree, but yeah, yeah. the game is not good. No, it's it's not. It's worth not good. It's just not fun either. It like you could see elements of something that could be fun, yeah. But you're just hampered by these really shit bits they've tacked on. Yeah, um, tacked on is then, the best way of describing yeah. it. Yeah, it's like oh shit, there's not enough in this game. We need to add in some extra bullshit about rearranging crates and sequencing DNA. Uh, it's nowhere near as fun. No, it, it was, basically yeah. added two puzzles. But they felt like side objectives, but they were mm. technically objectives. So if you failed them, you failed the mission. Oh. And they'd reward you with stuff if you completed them. 
but they were right. really fucking dull. That yeah. sounds not imagine fun. like a three by three grid, and you know, like the old crate puzzle and like fun fancy games and JRPGs. Yeah, yeah. We push one, and then one falls off, and another one appears there. Right, and you get three actions a turn in three player. So your three actions would be box, 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 and that's you done for the round. Yeah. And then there's five rounds per game. Yeah. Oh, no. So there's not. Oh, yeah. You're going to get 15 bad. actions each, which means it gets you worse, going, cause... I want to have fun with my actions, was no. We no. need to use your actions efficiently or we've failed already. So yeah. no fun for you, Ramin. Stop trying to hunt dinosaurs for fun. <laughs> that's not what the game allows. Yeah. Move this box instead. But then on top of that, to push a box from the top or the side, you have to be in different rooms. So you have to spend an action to move room, spend an action to push a box. So if Oof. you could even use three actions to push boxes, you were doing well, because you might have to move rooms and then it's RNG. Yeah. And it was every mission these were going. It was just like, this is shit. There's, I came here for dinosaurs and I'm sitting in a room pushing boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty bad. And like, there's some mechanics that could have been fun. Like you could herd a dinosaur and it's like, okay, that sounds like it could be fun. But all herding a dinosaur really did was make it so that when it decides to wander, it won't wander away. Don't mean shit if there's a T Rex coming to eat it anyway. Yeah. And then yeah. you lose the game because the T Rex ate three dinosaurs. You're like, great. That dice roll really sucked me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they bring the fucking, oh, God, oh, God, the fucking D20 <laughs> shit. So there's a map of 20 zones, and you start off with four dinosaurs. And when you unlock a new dinosaur, you get to put a stick on the map, and that's where it spawns. Right. But the way that the, uh, the AI was done, it's, uh, oh, if there's someone in the same room, bite them. If there's somebody in the room next to them, move and bite them. And it's kind of like, you know, it like goes from like severity down scale. Yeah, yeah. And if they've not attacked anything, just roll the D20 and they'll appear on that spot. If something's on that spot, attack it. Oh, so we lost one of the games completely last roll where literally the T Rex teleported onto a location with the dinosaur of one health and just went numb. And if he's dinosaurs, you lose the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yep. That sounds unfun. And well, you want to roll not- dice for cool stuff. That's the, yeah. the, the Warhammer way mm-hmm. and like every other game. It's not so much. This is some some of the bad stuff in D&D is like that as well. But like you want to roll a dice being like, I'm going to do something cool if this goes off. Not, I'm going to roll this dice and if I get a one or two, then we lose the game because that's yeah. just sad times. Yes. The yeah, game didn't know Positive roles, fun. not negative roles. The game anyway. didn't know how to be fun. Whoever no. designed it had no concept of what is fun. They were so focused <laughs> on making this puzzle with a dinosaur theme that they forgot the whole fucking point of a board game. For £100 as well, should yeah, be fun. That's probably... Thank you. Yeah. They took, yeah, the negatives were too random and too... Like, Pandemic has obviously got some very bad negatives, but you have kind of can plan a bit uh, about it and then sometimes you take a risk and you get screwed over but you took the risk whereas this is like no nah, that random card draw me and the line still did this which means we lost the game and just, there's, there's nothing you could do about it, it was, I yeah. was, and uh, the characters are more interesting than <coughs> pandemic that's the thing as well I was just the characters up, at least feel interesting I was looking at the game on BGG I was going to call out the designer because you said he doesn't know what fun is Hospital and it was Hall. terrible and uh, yeah it is a collective and there is no one credited the design in the game so uh they didn't even want to put an individual's name on this. I know Prosper Hold is, is, is a thing, but yeah, <clears throat> they should credit their people. Also, Game Search should credit their people. Not to bring everything yeah. into Warhammer <laughs> again this episode, but um, yes, they should credit their people, and they have stopped crediting their people. Uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds bad. Yep. I'm glad I was not involved with that one. Well, if you guys are saying you're playing a legacy game, I'm like, oh man, I want to come play. Uh, but when I knew it was this, I was... Completely okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I'm glad I didn't pay any money for it. It's I was just, you, oh, you won it, didn't you? Oh, that's fine. Oh, yes. that's in words. When it, when, yeah, when you yeah. didn't even pay for it and you're not enjoying it, that's like, yeah. As in, yeah. you know the I, game's bad because there's no sunk cost fallacy the contest, and there's none of that. It, yeah. yeah, and we couldn't even be bothered to play it and I had no financial investment in the game. Yeah, it was bad. Amazing. And it's a legacy it game, so you can't freeing. even sell it. <laughs> but it was so freeing when we realised it's like, we don't have to play this anymore. It's like The idea of completing it for the sake of it was like, but if we could play this five more times or we could play something else five yeah. more times. Like, yeah, right, let's tear up the throw yeah. and bin. Done. Yeah, that's the problem Best with legacy games. made this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Already, and it's only, it's only March. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I mean, you always bought Seafall on the topic of really shit legacy games. And uh, I did. <laughs> it wasn't worth buying it. <laughs> yeah, because it went. Yeah, it went to like ten percent of the price it was meant to be. Yeah. Whatever. And it even then, like even the, in the shop and sit down review, it was like, if it's really cheap, buy it and open all the stuff and just read it, and it might be worth it. And I was going to do that. Um, even then, I said, nope, <laughs> I can't do it. It's just a bad game. Uh, cool. Anything else? Games worth. I mean. I kind I can, of touched the door romantic, but honestly, you, we'll try and play it this year, Sam. It's yeah. a very, very good game. Nice. It, it captures that video game feel to a T, and it's. I know, obviously, that sounds like it would be straightforward to do so, but the way yeah. they've done the achievements and the way they unlock new tiles and mix it up is pretty cleverly done, and it's still pretty engaging as well. But yeah, well, that sounds good. Pretty fucking, pretty fucking good. Scout was pretty fucking good. Acropolis is pretty fucking good. Yeah. They've had a pretty good year for board games now. Nice. I'm pretty certain I've already got a, a couple contenders of top five already, funny enough. That sounds good. We will definitely yeah. be back by then. Um, I was say, yeah, your time box, you have to be back by the end yeah, of the year. Yeah. I mean, even if not, we'll do that anyway, because those are yeah. some of the most fun things we do. One of them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Zach, did you want to, you have anything you want to discuss game wise, what you've been playing? I've uh, been doing a few, uh, so Remin was away in Boston. Um, for work the past week so I've been doing some played a few solo games um, some good some bad uh, one that I did get at Aircon was D-Day Dice which is kind of a little it is a co-op game but um, you're supposed to be storming the uh, beaches on D-Day uh, so it's nice it was quite a fun little thing where you sort of start at the bottom and then you have to recruit troops and parts and um, stars to level up get lieutenants and or lieutenants even and generals and captains and stuff. Correct. Yeah. Um, so that was quite fun. I played that a few times yeah. where you'd start rolling dice and trying to... How many um, map cards are there in the book? Uh, there is 12 in the core set. They were... It was it was in my head because they have just announced... Oh, they just did a Kickstarter. They also... The company that made another small little dice tracker I've got, um, which I was intrigued by this, that, but then it's like, oh, but it's like 90 quid to get the start thing and say, like, oh, 25 quid and they bring them by. I'll have that. Thank you very much. This is kind of like those, um, those old school arcade games where you just run up and shoot stuff, but you're kind of like, you know, moving up. Moving dice. Towards the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're trying to basically draft dice um, to get sets of red, white and blue ones to get bonuses, to get your soldiers. <clears throat> and then each round you're going to lose soldiers as they get shot because you're on D-Day. Yeah. Um, so I've only played it a few times, but it's, uh, I'm quite looking forward to it, exploring some of the maps and sort of trying out some of the other cool stuff that's going on. And then obviously I've got some of the expansions and the Kickstarter coming next year, you know? <laughs> as you do. But yeah, yeah, as you do. yeah, that was a really fun one. Nice, uh, fun little game. Cool. Did you say you had another one or was that it? Uh, I think that's the only nice. interesting one I've 
playing. What was uh, the other one? Oh, um, Woodcraft was the other one um, we got. Yeah, which was, <laughs> I think it was the Dice Tower talking about it. It's like, sounds really cool, you know, you're you making wood. Rummin was literally building a dog house out of wood. So it's like, oh, this is too good. Like, it's a board game about making wooden things. Um, and we played it a couple of times. It's uh, It was pretty cool. It uses a Rondell system where as actions are not chosen, they become better and give you more rewards. So yeah. if there's an action that no one really wants to do, then it becomes better and better and better until someone actually does do it. Because there will be a time you want to use it. And it's kind yeah. of that thing of like, you almost don't want people to do the action so that it gets better. And then when you do it, you get all the bonuses. Yeah. Like in Wardy, um, when like uh, places like that, where if you're not taking a building tile every turn, you put a coin on it, and then eventually kind of, it becomes like okay, the building's okay, but I'm also going to get seven coins. Yeah, like that kind, that kind of, of thing. Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's going to take a substandard action because it gets you some extra cool shit which you do need, um, yeah, yeah. which will make your next sense. Um, but yeah, I can't wait expecting how heavy it is. It's um, I thought it was going to be sort of a medium weight. Euro game. It turns out, no, nope, this is kind of a heavyweight. It's about 3.4 on BGG, which is okay. 3.4 out of 5. It's like, this is a lot heavier than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's, it's um, so yeah, much tell, heavier than yeah. I was expecting. I can't tell <laughs> yeah. from looking at it, like the game boards look like a like a Taverns of Teeth and Pool kind of thing. But then also you can tell it's it's maybe quite a bit more crunchy than that. Because there's also uh, yeah, loads yeah. of bits and symbols and things going on. Classic Euro, the last couple of rounds you're like you're just sitting there crunching yeah. shit together trying to figure out how you're going to everything <laughs> the last what? turn takes 20 minutes because everyone's yep. having to math out every fucking yeah. option yeah it's like to the point you're hoping to have a math out just to speed it up because yeah, like nothing right. i can do about it right now just you know yeah the consequences of not finishing missions or woodwork projects are quite severe so it's like yeah i need to make sure that i can do as much as i possibly can but don't overcommit because then i'm gonna fuck myself in the end game um it was yeah, it was we had a good time. Uh, I really quite, I really enjoyed the Rondell system because that's something mm. like obviously you play Euros, a lot of Euros feel fair, can feel a bit samey, but that mm. kind of added a different level of decision making to it. I think which was uh, quite cool. Yeah, um, yeah. As I say, the fact that I can just look at these boards and be like, oh, that looks like Taverns of Toothmore. Like, yeah. <laughs> there is a very similar style to a lot of these games, but yep. I don't, I can't <clears throat> think of another game that has like a cool wheel in the middle. No, so yeah. The wheel was definitely the best bit. Yeah, the wheel was cool. It's got a bit of a wheel. Some of the theme yeah. parts were pretty cool, and some of the ways it had tried tying the theme in with the rules. Not yeah. all of them landed, but some of them worked really well. Yeah, nice. I think it's it, good. It, it's probably worth exploring a bit more to see. There were some pieces, yeah, that looked a bit superfluous, and was like you could have probably cut this out of the game. But <clears throat> we'll see. Try to yeah. play it a bit more, exploring a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. See how it goes. One day in a few years, you can play it, Sam. <laughs> yeah, 2024 is looking good. <laughs> stuff. Until then, it's video games yeah, and solo stuff for me. Um, speaking yeah. of which, I've been playing a lot more uh, One Piece Odyssey. I think I'd, the last time on the pod, I had played it for half an hour, whatever it was. And it, I said it had like a very generic um, RPG intro. I've now played it for 268 hours. Um, <laughs> just a couple of hours. <laughs> not really. What the not fuck? really. Not what really. The fuck? Seriously. Bando Namco, fix your game. Uh, no, the clock goes up even when the game is in quick resume when it's suspended. The clock goes up when the console is off somehow. Like I played it on the Friday night. The first when I said I had that like half an hour game, um, and then I came back to it on Tuesday, and I was like, yeah, it's a half an hour game. Played like four five minutes. Went to save saved it 
and my clock went to 86 hours. I was like, what? <laughs> it's just been counting the entire time, even though the Xbox was off. Uh, so yeah, I, I managed to like, sometimes I remember to close the app down, sometimes I don't. So I've got no idea how long I'm playing it for. But my, my, my game save is on 260 or 280 hours now. Um, it's just quite funny. It seems really, really high. I've, I'm like halfway through chapter three. <laughs> Not very far at all. Um, but it has evolved quite a bit into it's no longer it's like super generic stuff. Like the combat system is really good. Uh, the way there's like three separate areas and you can have people in each area and the enemies can have people in each area and you get attacks which can attack your area, one target or multiple targets or multiple targets in other areas and that kind of stuff. And it's um, a rock, paper, scissors system where people are sword, punchy or shooty and everyone gets like bonuses against others. So you can always swap your crew in and out to attack the people you need to. Um, the shipwrecked island storyline very quickly went in a completely different direction where uh, some girl takes all of your powers away uh, and turns them into cubes and then in order to unlock those cubes you have to like go into a, a memoria uh, a story of the past and the first one was Alabaster which is this whole arc um, in a sand thingy from the anime like 20 no, 15 years ago, 10 years ago now. Uh, one of the original ones is the one that they go back to quite a lot. It's one of the most popular ones. So you're going back, but it's the characters now remembering, trying to remember what happened then. So it's a bit different to the just playing through the arc for the first time. And it's the characters as they are now back then, which is kind of cool for people that are like, you know, fans of the series that kind of like dipping into a well-known arc that they have touched on quite a bit, but like with slight differences. Um, and uh, yeah, different characters as well. Like one of your characters ha- has to like, leave because in that part of the timeline the one of the people that you're friendly with they are enemies with that person so even though now she's in your crew she's like i have to go because if they see me they're not going to know that we're now all friends like in this part of the timeline we hate each other so i'm going to fuck off for half a chapter uh that kind of stuff it's quite cool and there's just loads of uh you've unlocked like tag team moves and other bits and pieces side stories quite cool there's like hunts and challenges and loads of stuff to upgrade and unlock so it has uh, opened up quite a bit. Uh, I'm enjoying it. As I say, voice acted by all of the original um, characters from the show, which is cool. Uh, I don't know how... It, it's good, but I don't know how much of it. Like, I'm just really enjoying it because I'm a fan of One Piece. But also, and you know, and it's like, oh, going back to an old arc in One Piece, oh, it's Vivi and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's a good game. I think it's a good game. It's not a great game, but... I'm having a great time because it's a good game in a One Piece world and it's turn-based and there are not many good One Piece games. <laughs> Funnily enough. It's the kind of thing, like, the, the things that are super popular tend to not have very good video games about them. So it's good or they to... get a bit too just fighting game heavy and yep. there's a lot of bad fighting game systems. There are a lot and of bad fighting games. There was that really good, um, there was that really good uh, GameCube fighting game that I imported from Japan. I used to play on yours quite a bit and it was One Piece, Dragon Ball and Naruto and it was like a... Smash Brothers D-O- style D-O-N. game. D-O-N. D-O-N. Still Hell got yeah. it. Still a good game. Still yeah, over it. Fucking awesome. Um, and yeah, there's not really been a good One Piece game since then. And there's been a few that have been okay, but like you can tell those games have been like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it because of One Piece, but it's not a good game. Uh, whereas this, I think it is genuinely like a good RPG, a really good turn-based RPG. It's just probably not great, great, um, especially when Octopath Traveler 2 is apparently incredible and came out around the same time. I'll play that next, but I don't know how many turn-based RPGs I can play back-to-back, so we will see. 
Um, yeah, another that's one. Fair. That... And you still got Nina Cooney in the pipeline as well. <laughs> exactly. You didn't get to that. <laughs> they're just they're, they're piling up, and uh, they also happen to be the games that take the most amount of time, and I have the least amount of time going forward. And I'm also trying to paint little men, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how much gaming I get on. Uh, I've started. Yeah, I've started uh, doing some of that when um, Anna goes to bed instead of playing games now. So I'm trying to catch up. I did try and show it to the camera earlier, but it's. I have Necrons right here. I'm trying to finish off. So, um, nice. I've also been playing. So, carry on. What were you no, saying? carry on, mate. Carry on. I was, I was about to say something had to give, and then I was going to segue to the podcast I had to give, but then you had another <laughs> game, so it's a bad time to segue. Oh, yes. <laughs> Turn again. Let's spin it back. Uh, I've been playing this um, rhythm rhythm game on Steam called Spin Rhythm XD. Uh, and it is weird and really cool. It's kind of in the same vein as a uh, like a Japanese arcade rhythm game. So it's you know like lane coming towards you, dots, and at the bottom there is a wheel, and it's got about ten segments on it, um, and each color alternates. So blue, red, blue, red, blue, red, and the dots coming towards you are either blue or red, and you have to move the wheel round so that the dots hit the correct color on the wheel. Um, there are some which you just have to move it into place. There are some that you have to click when it moves over. There's click and hold. There's spinning the wheel, which is just like shooting your mouse off to one side or the other, scratching left and right. Um, and I'm only up to normal. So each difficulty, if you select like the next difficulty up, it plays you a little tutorial of what new stuff there is for that new level. Um, but I'm enjoying the, the level I'm at. I've been played a couple of levels of that. So I think they'll add more stuff as it goes. It's your typical, uh, like, Japanese arcade soundtrack basically just like thumping beats to try and uh, get you to spin the wheel in a way um, I only recognise two or three artists from there like Anamanaguchi is one of them and that song is awesome uh, but yeah just a arcade uh, arcade rhythm game because rhythm games are fun and ones that you can buy for £12 on Steam and not have to buy many peripherals for and you can just sit and play with a mouse are actually quite fun Works out pretty well. Yes. Works out very well, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Spin Rhythm XD, it's called. Um, yeah, having good fun. I wasn't playing uh, Beat Saber on the uh, Oculus as well, so I'm beginning to... So Hi-Fi Rush has got you right back in a bit of a rhythm mood. Yeah, that and yeah, move around a little bit because I do zero exercise and I, if I waggle my arms around for 20 minutes, at least I can pretend like I've done something. The watch is like, oh, you moved! Oh my god! <laughs> yes, watch! I am alive! Do not worry. Um, which is worse than the passive-aggressive thing I get. Like about once a week in the morning, it's like, uh, do, you, do you need tips on how to sleep better? You should get better sleep. And I'm a fuck you watch. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I'm not trying to be up this much. Um, anyway, modern technology is the worst. Yep, <laughs> I, I did struggle when it started giving me a little. You haven't done 250 steps this hour. I'd be sitting in the fucking traffic in my car, going, "Thanks, watch." Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't consider, I hadn't done the steps while I was stuck in traffic. You know. Yeah, yeah. When there's nothing you can do about it, the sleep one for me is like just boils my piss because I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Like, <laughs> I would, I did not want to be up every 90 minutes all night. You fuck. Um, <laughs> if I'm at work and it's like, oh, "I'll go for a two minute walk," I'm like, oh, "Okay, thanks, watch." Uh, so I, I have, I have mood swings these days. <laughs> <laughs> sleep might do that to a guy <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's only going to get better it's not um, so that's yeah is that a segue that's a segue there's baby on the way I'm going to sleep less it's going to have a good time I can hear cooking going on quite excessively in the background so it's probably time to wrap up in uh, yeah 
I've been trying to mute it to the best of my ability. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You can hear a little bit. It's not too bad. I might have to edit some out, but we'll see. Yeah, Um, yeah. fuck it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, uh, Zach, for uh, coming on. Talk about Warhammer. Get excited about little men. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Sam. um, Thanks, Sam. It's been a it's been a pleasure for almost three year pleasure. We'll, we'll have to work out how high it is. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah, we we'll, can't put a time frame on newborn baby stress life. Yeah. Because basically work. last time, Terrible. we did lose you for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll figure it out. Um, we'll, either way, we'll definitely be back for Game of the Year. I know that's a wishy-washy thing, but that's in nine months, so that's definitely going <laughs> to... Nine months. <laughs> and likely back for some sort of expo thing. Yeah, there'll be some sort of UKG there'll thing. Be expos, there'll be E3s, there'll not. be conferences, there'll be you know game days where we will get together and hopefully you know that kind of stuff. Uh, definite game of the year. So yeah, it's more likely to be specials, and I'll try and like tweet about the stuff like before and after so people know. Um, but yeah, until then, I can't say same time next time because we don't know when that'll be. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, send us emails. I won't read them anymore. Fuck you. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, was the last time you fucking checked him, mate? Behave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't anymore. <laughs> I've probably got loads of questions. Yeah. Oh, he, he was saying, do you want, do you want, we'll, we'll go through all the questions right after this. In like a month, we'll do like a, an email special. Shall we yeah, call it? You know? We'll collect them. We'll collect them and we'll do something. We won't. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Stay safe over there and we'll see you sometime in the future. Uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. Take it easy. Bye. 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 Bye.